Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today we're visiting Granny Gunther in Fresno, California. We'll be joining her on an outing to Storyland Theme Park, where we'll learn a Bible lesson about God's glory demonstrated in the Garden of Gethsemane. This was a great idea to go with Granny Gunther to Storyland because there's a beautiful garden there, a zoo packed with all kinds of animals and plants, and it's surrounded by a series of water canals and paddle boats. Grandpa, let me paddle one of these boats. Whoa, look at that huge tortoise. Oh, I see snakes. Yuck. It's like the Garden of Eden where there was that one snake. Mother, we are all so happy to join you for an expedition to Storyland. Yes, Mother, we love you very much. Okay, who has the key to Storyland? I do, Granny Gunther. You can't get into Storyland without this key. Grandma, can I push Granny's wheelchair? Sure, honey. Isn't the park beautiful? I'm reminded of Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Look at all those beautiful flowers and plants. Look at that huge rock over there. It sort of looks like someone's kneeling down to pray. Why are you crying, Granny Gunther? Did I say something wrong? Reminds me of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's why I'm crying, Joey. What happened in the Garden, Granny Gunther? Nehemiah, Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. His sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. When did Christ shed his blood, Grandpa? The first time was before he ever created the world to set the elect free from their slavery to sin and make them children of God. The second time was in 33 AD, starting in the garden and finally upon the cross where he voluntarily died. This way the true believers could understand a little bit better what he had suffered before the world was created. the tortoise. Oh no, I lost the key to Storyland. Jacob, you dropped it on the ground. Give the key to me and I'll hold it for you. Thanks, Granny Gunther. The key reminds me of Christ's compassion and love. You use a key to open and shut things. If we have the love of God, we are to show mercy. Luke 6.36 reminds us, Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. 
What was Jesus praying about, Grandpa? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed three times that if it were possible, he would not have to drink the cup of God's wrath. But he ended his prayer by saying, Not my will, but thine be done. But when he walked back over the brook of Kidron, it was with the knowledge that he would drink the cup. Wasn't the brook of Kidron near the Garden of Gethsemane, Grandpa? Yes, Maria. It was at the bottom of the Mount of Olives. And about a thousand years before, David crossed that very same brook when he was fleeing from his son Absalom, who was trying to kill him. We read in 2 Samuel 15:23, And all the country wept, with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over. The brook Kidron and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. What do you mean he wouldn't have to drink the cup of God's wrath, Mr. Gunther? Let's sit down here, Nehemiah, and I'll try to answer your good question. Wolfgang, would you read John chapter 18 and, let's see, verse 1. All right. John 18, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where was a garden, into the which he entered, and his disciples. Well, and a garden too, Grandpa. That's right, Sarah. Three times Jesus prayed in Luke 22, 39 to 44. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. What happened next, Mr. Gunther? Jesus came out of the Garden of Gethsemane, and Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus' disciples, betrayed him with a kiss. And Peter cut off the right ear of a man called Malchus. We read in John 18:11. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Similarly, we drink of the cup and eat of his flesh every time we search the scriptures, like the Bereans did in Acts 17, 1 through 4. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas and of the devout Greeks a great multitude and of the chief women not a few. There's another cool snake. It's got a big fat head like a puff adder. What's a puff adder, Joey? The puff adder can puff up before it strikes. They're deadly. Just like pride. What's pride? 
pride is when you get a big head, just like the puff adder, like the Jews that really didn't believe in Acts 17.5. Look guys, here are garter snakes and rattlesnakes, and there are sign binders and coral snakes. There's even a king cobra. Satan is the ruler of darkness, right Grandpa? Right Sarah, the people didn't want Jesus to be their king, as we learn about the parable in Luke 19.14. It says there, but his citizens hated him, and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. Look at that pretty snake. Nehemiah, that is one of the deadliest snakes in the world. Look, there's the black mamba snake. There are friendly snakes and there are poisonous snakes. We have to be able to tell which snakes are harmless and which can kill you with one bite. I remember when I was a little girl. Our family went up to the mountains. A boy was playing with a snake. He thought it was a garter snake, but it was a rattlesnake. The boy got hurt and had to be taken to a hospital by helicopter. Satan is also called a snake. And he tricks people. Trick is a good word for deceit. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to drop the snake. I don't like snakes. I don't either, madam. But a man's got to make a living, you know. I couldn't help overhearing you talking about snakes tricking people. Excuse me, sir. I've got a question. Did every word in the Bible come from the mouth of God? Yes, in the original language, every word came from the mouth of God. I see you've got a Bible there, sir. Would you kindly read Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4? Uh, sure. Uh, let's see. Genesis 3 and verse 4, it says... And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. We see that Satan is actually lying here. And he is a deceiver because he's the father of all lies. And that is his nature. Hello, little boy. What is your name? Nehemiah. My name is Matt. Matt Horton, keeper of the Black Mamba Snake. I don't like snakes. My sister-in-law, Lydia, and her husband were missionaries to Africa during the Church Age. They found black mambas in their hedges. I see you have quite a little group here. Actually, it's our neighborhood Bible study group. Oh, really? A Bible study group? I have a question that's been bothering me for quite a while. It's in the Bible. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17. Perhaps you might be kind enough to help me with it, please. Well, I'll, I'll try. Let's see. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17... 
Hey, let me get the context. I'll start with verse 15. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Why does this verse seem to say that Paul himself would be alive at, at this time, at, at the end of the world? No, um, Paul would die eventually. He's actually using the word we in the sense of all true believers, dead or alive, who will receive their glorified spiritual body on May 21st, 2011 which is the date of the rapture. You see, the Bible is written to you and to me, to all of us. It is written to all people throughout all of history, right up until the last day, where there is still a hope for salvation. After the last day, after May 21st, 2011, there will be no more salvation possible. Well, boys and girls, it looks like we've come to the end of another one of our programs. For a free CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is titled, The Story of God's Glory. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll learn something new and old from the Bible. Bye. May God richly bless you with His salvation.